0: Thanks for finding episode three of Dealing Death. I'm Mike Magnoli. The address of the apartment where Yanella Figueroa died was on the report from the sheriff's office. It's where she stayed on again, off again, and it's where a guy named Jim Gannon lives. Jim's relationship with Yanella was. well, that's not for me to say. But what he told me and what Yanella's mom told me certainly don't match up. And I feel obligated to tell you that Yanella's mom said she did not want to appear in the same episode as Jim. In fact, she doesn't even speak his name in our conversations. She refers to him as that person or that man. When I knocked on his door with my cameraman slightly behind me, I thought he'd ignore the knock or yell at us from behind the closed door to get lost. The opposite happened. He invited us in. He agreed to do an interview. Now he wasn't expecting us. I never told him any of my questions in advance, But he sat on his sofa, we turned on the microphone, I started asking him things about Yonella.
1: She was doing drugs and uh, indirectly she was killed by COVID-19. She stopped doing the drugs for a while. She went to school to be a CNA like me. She was going to church three times a week, and uh, she graduated school for CNA, and then the state shut down, so she couldn't get a license. The school shut down. Then the church shut down because of COVID. And I told you, you just gotta have patience. This'll be all over. And, uh, she ended up screwing up again, started doing the drugs, and uh, she was hurting one night. She asked me, she said, please, I just want to get a little bit so I'm not hurting so much. And I first I told her no, and then she was throwing up. She was getting stomach pain, so I gave her a ride to West Palm Beach to get the drugs, which is stupid on my part. And uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug abuser. I'm clean 35 years. And uh, I took her to West Palm Beach. This guy gave it his stuff. And, uh, We came back here, right after we left him, and in the hall over here, she gave me a hug, told me how much she loved me, she went to sleep, and I was going to work the next day. And uh, when I came home from work, I found her in the bedroom, she was dead.
0: Jim is wearing a nurse's scrubs. He's got gray and white hair, He's a short and thin man, and there are bags under his eyes. On his face, there's the look of a fellow who's had a hard life. My theory about that will prove to be true in a few minutes. Jim's apartment is sparsely furnished. No decoration, it's a bachelor pad, and before I showed up with my camera guy, Jim was eating chips, watching TV in his underwear. I'm telling you these details so you can picture what's happening. And where we're doing this jim says Yanella was having symptoms of withdrawal that night for an addict those symptoms can bring a person back to the drugs time and time again no matter how risky it is to take them
1: and it was no doubt that it was the drugs that this guy sold that that you know it's what killed him
0: this guy that sold her the shit, did he sell it to her before they had a
1: Yes. She, she, was knew a ba- she
0: was a back-again customer, right? Yes. So she had taken his shit before, and it was okay, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, right.
0: Did she trust now her? they're putting fentanyl. Did, hmm? did she trust him? Did she ever think that there would be something in it like that?
1: Did no. She didn't... She wouldn't have done it if she thought... You know, there was so much fentanyl in it that tsh, she never had a chance. I mean, when I when I came home, I tried doing CPI, CPR on it and uh, tsh, it just didn't work.
0: Did you know her sister, the twin? Yes, I did. I hear that the death of the twin sister uh, really hurt her and left a mark on her. Do you think that her death, this twin sister's death, was a contributing factor? Because I understand she died of an overdose too.
1: Yes, she did. Um, I can't tell you that. I knew her sister also, and uh, I have no use for drug deals.
0: Uh, Well, you brought her down there.
1: Yeah, because she was hurting so bad. And I just, I loved her so much, I just wanted to stop her, which was a mistake. It was a mistake on my part. I should have took her to a meeting, but.
0: Did you guys meet in recovery?
1: No, but I, I'm the one that got her to start recovering. You know what I mean? Uh, I got her to go to school to become CNA and start re- living a straight life, and it just didn't happen because of COVID. You know, everything shut down.
0: Do You think that she was round in the corner though? Do you think? Oh that-
1: yeah. Definitely, if the COVID hadn't happened, she would have been working as a CNA and she wouldn't have done drugs. When it happened, she was going to church three times a week. And it wasn't until everything shut down that she ended up messing up again. She lacked patience. You know, I told you, just be patient. It's all going to pass. And she did hold on for a while, but she just got super frustrated.
0: What about her kids?
1: Her son stayed here with us.
0: And
1: she loved him so much
0: he's gonna stay away from the shit, right? He's not gonna make the
1: same mistake that mom made? I pray, they're in my prayers every morning. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he'll mess up. Uh, I, I have so so much respect for the, for the mother, you know she lost twins, and her oldest daughter, she may lose her too.
0: I know. Family's been through a lot. Yeah? You've
1: been through a lot. You had no idea.
0: Here, Jim starts to tell me some of his life story. This doesn't have anything to do with the pending trial of Javon McFarlane, but sometimes as a reporter, you meet people and their backgrounds their experiences might take you into a subplot. You can't help but be interested. Jim will be a key witness for the prosecution at trial, so for a few minutes here, let's just explore what brought him to Florida. It's his troubled past that I believe led him to be drawn to other troubled people, and the twin sisters were certainly that. Jim is from New Jersey. One day in April of 1995, Jim went into work for the day at a Jersey pharmaceutical factory, Knapp Technologies, in Lodi. There was an explosion, five workers died, and eight, including Jim, were seriously injured. The blast was so intense, people thought a bomb had gone off. And it was days after the Oklahoma City bombing, so you can understand why people's minds went there. But no, it wasn't terrorism. It was an accident. A chemical mixing vat wasn't working properly and the whole place blew. Jim had a hunch that something bad was about to happen because of the smell in the air as he was heading into work. And after the powerful blast, the fire burned for six hours. Hundreds of homes were evacuated. Jim could have been killed. And as he tells me this, it's like he's reliving it.
1: I got blown back 30 feet in the air or my hair was burnt off. I had second and third degree burns on my hands. And, uh... They gave me a million dollar settlement from that and my therapist, I went through four years of therapy. The therapist said, uh, with less stress, you'll get better, with more stress, you're going to get worse. And, uh, the unions wouldn't leave me alone. They, uh. They sent me to Washington. They paid all my expenses. I went to Washington. I testified in front of two Senate subcommittees and uh, they had me going to all kinds of worker rallies for worker safety. And uh, when they gave me the settlement, he said, you gotta get out of this area. So I came here to Florida bought a home, but I couldn't find no work down here. I ended up losing the home to a short sale. Uh, I should have started doing what I do now, but I think this is what Jesus wanted me to do. Take care of people that can't take care of themselves.
0: How did you and her meet? I'm sorry, I never, I don't think I ever understood the answer to that. Uh. T-
1: I met her when, I didn't know her sister died. I knew her sister and I seen on Facebook one time where she mentioned that her sister was dead. So I went to the mother's house and uh, I ended up meeting her and we ended up getting close, you know. And she ended up living with me eventually, you know. We took her to dinner a couple of times. You loved her? I loved her a whole lot. I miss I miss her so much. I think my life would have been a whole lot different if she had lived.
0: I'm sure if you had to do over again, you wouldn't have made that trip down there.
1: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. But I, like I said I have no use for drug dealers they live on other people's misery and tch, they hurt so many people
0: you think this charge then they're gonna they're gonna go after him for murder he's gonna be on trial for murder for her death you think that's appropriate tch. oh yeah will you go to trial will you, will you oh see? yeah yeah. we are going to see you on the witness stand probably, right? Going
1: to I don't know. If they need me, I'll go there, you know. I come from a little mafia town in, in Jersey called Lowry. And I would have no problem killing this guy myself.
0: Anything else you think I should ask you? Or anything else you want people to know about her? What about just something like her hobbies or something that she liked to do? How do I like sort of fill in the blanks about who she was as a person? What'd you call her? What, what was her nickname?
1: Uh, I never called her that, but her nickname was Nellie. And, uh, What'd you she call just her? huh
0: what'd you call her?
1: Yanella. Mm-hmm. I mean but uh she just loved Jesus so much. She used to sit here and read the Bible. And she, she just had it rough. I pray every day that she's find finally found the happiness and heaven that she, that she was she was looking for here
0: do you believe in six degrees of separation Jim tells me his cousin was a football player in the NFL Rich Gannon quarterback for the Oakland Raiders I bring that up merely as food for thought Yanela Figueroa the victim of a fentanyl overdose in Vero Beach Florida and an NFL MVP for California they never met but Jim is their common connection They're putting fentanyl in pills that you wouldn't think um, they would be in, such as Xanax, perhaps Adderall. They could even put them in a Tylenol pill because they're making it now in a powder form. They're cutting heroin and fentanyl, which is a lethal, lethal combination, and that's why we're literally having people drop dead. That's the voice of Florida's former Attorney General, Pam Bondi. She pushed for drug dealers to be charged with first-degree murder in the event of a deadly overdose. And prosecutors are going all in on that. As this episode of Dealing Death drops, Javon McFarlane is still being denied bail. When he goes to trial, Jim Gannon will testify against him. Stay tuned for episode four.